The unemployment line is pretty deep as we continue with part two of You're Fired, covering the most infamous firings in professional wrestling history. I am your host, Dave Rosenbluth. This is Kicking Out at Two. Joining me, as always, my good buddy, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, man? Hey, chilling. Let's get uh, part two done. Yeah. yeah, let's do it, man. Part two. Last week, we talked part one. This week, we're going to talk part two. We're going to get into it. And uh, let, 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 let's just let's just break it down for you right now. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these more infamous ones here. Part one, we talked about um, some very popular ones. We're gonna have some more recent ones in recent memory uh, that we're gonna discuss a little bit here. But why don't we get why don't we uh, get off to it right off the bat, Dennis? Uh, this one might hit home with you a little bit here, um, but you know what? I figured this would be something really good to start off with. Uh, Enzo Amore in WWE fired in 2018 for alleged sexual assault claims. Yeah, that, that uh, apparently I think he cleared his name. That 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 uh, that, that, that um, he did. That, that uh, however, his, his name was cleared I fucking, with the authorities. I fucking hated. It. I fucking hated his whole spiel. I really did. I I liked it at first. I, I take it back. What his gimmick, his character? At, NXT. Okay. Enzo Amore, big cast. Uh, the, they I, were I, a hot I, act. I, Even I, when they came on the main roster early on, they were a pretty hot act. That uh, because a lot of people didn't see it. It yeah. was the same. It was the same act. Yeah. Just done on a bigger stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, but but how many times can how many times can can you seriously? You can't change that. Yeah. And, you know and uh, so off. So like like how many times? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was, I mean they they were like a modern day version of the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy. You That's know? a like, good analogy. Like you know the the, the whole rap with the crowd and they, Did, they definitely they 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 definitely had the audience in the palm of their hands. But let let's, let's circle back here and let's talk about the the, the firing in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, because to me, I felt like all right, so. Backstory here. It's hours before the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw special. He's supposed to be on it. He's supposed to have a role on the show, etc., etc. Okay, he's the cruiserweight champion at the time. If you remember that, he was the cruiserweight champion. That was when they were trying to add a little more character to 205 Live, and they put yeah. him in the, in that role. And to his credit, they, he they reinvented. He reinvented Raws. Yeah, like he, they, you know, he was. It was. He was doing good in, yeah. in terms of being like a heel as a cruiserweight. Even though he didn't rep, even though he wasn't a great wrestler, his character was. You know, he, he was doing pretty good for himself, yeah. even he, as a bad guy. I, I I give him credit for this. Uh, yes, I'll pay my ticket of admission to watch him get punched in the face. Yeah, that that, that, that uh, and he he get he did he get he got you hated him. It was like real hate, and it was wrestling heat at the same time. Yeah, but that that where you. Or, or you just want to see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. So the story here regarding his firing, you know, he's 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 set to you know be a part of this show, and and this is in an interview according to him that I've that I've read. He was doing rehearsals uh, the day of the show at the at the arena, and it's you know probably about three hours before showtime, three or four hours before showtime. And all of a sudden, someone from management pulls him aside and says, what the fuck is going on? And he claims he wasn't paying attention to his phone, but that there was this this woman on Twitter that was claiming that he had sexually assaulted her. And that he had slipped her a date rape drug, a Mickey, and she was you know, sexually assaulted. And 
She claims that she had text messages from him to prove it. That he that, that he admitted to, um, to to doing these things to her. And so the company let him go, like, immediately. They didn't even look into the case. And so they told him to go home, and then they fired him not long after he left the building. And he claims that he found out through the dirt, through, like, online, the internet, dirt sheets, whatever. Um, and then it would come out a few days later that this friend of this female's had proof that she was making the whole thing up. And even showed text messages and tweets and things like that corroborating, or, or, or I'm sorry, contradicting the dates that she was claiming this alleged sexual assault took place. She had tweeted um, or texted different things that had nothing to do with Enzo that took place on this particular date where she claims that he had assaulted her. So eventually, over time, over a few months... He was his name was exonerated because of this this individual and then all these claims that were made. So my question is, do you think it was fair and justified in the way that they let him go? Would you have handled that differently? I would I would take him off TV for sure, absolutely. Until, okay. Until um until the thing gets settled, figured out. Absolutely, absolutely. That uh that um I would give him like you know what a cop does, what a cop does something naughty, right? Or or, 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 I shouldn't be. Better terminology is uh, a slap cop, on the wrist. A, a cop, a cop, a cop, a cop gets uh, accused of something, right? Yep. What do they do? They get paid. Uh, you know, um, time off. Yeah, paid leave. Yeah. Exactly what I would do for. for do you think WWE management jumped the gun here with him? Absolutely. I think yeah. it would be a case of of uh, what you would call it. Um, wrongful uh, termination. Wrongful termination. Yeah. Then, uh, okay. I had heard though that like. I, I, from what I gather, from what I remember, he was not the most well liked backstage. He had kind of had some issues with management. I think he even kind of butted heads with like Hunter a few times on some creative stuff. And he well, was fucking, uh, Roman Reigns hated his fucking guts. A lot of those guys. I heard Roman. I heard Roman Reigns kicked him off the bus on a European tour, and he had to drive. He had to get a car and drive to to the next town. Um, or he went on another bus, I forget where, but, um, yeah, I had heard that he was not very well liked backstage because of his attitude. He, he, only, he didn't have any real formal training of wrestling. WWE hired him and trained him at the performance center. He didn't wrestle before yeah. that. He wasn't oh, in the he, indies he or anything. What was that bump, um, with, um, um, the vaudevillain when he yeah, slid under the rope. You could and, tell that, that was, that was Enzo. Yeah. Was oh yeah. That was all Enzo. The way yeah. that he, yeah, the way that he, he, uh, he, he fucked it up for himself. He was the one that got himself hurt because it wasn't certainly uh, Simon Gotch's fault no. either. But um, yeah, I'm with you there. I think that they would have, they should have at least just taken him off TV for a while. But I think that was this was their way of justifying getting rid of him because they had kind of had enough with him, and so they're like, "Oh, you've been accused of sexual assault. You didn't oh, tell us totally. about this." Like they, like the other thing too in the interview, Enzo said that management was like, "Why didn't you tell us about this? Why didn't you give us a heads up?" And he's like, "I've not." I've been working all day. I, yeah. you know what I mean. I don't have my phone on me twenty four seven. Like, what the heck? I didn't know that this was gonna happen. You know. So, um, but at the same time, like, I kind of hope that he makes a comeback to WWE. Maybe him and Cass can return as a team because I think I want Cass. He, 
You see him recently? Yeah. He's jacked. Oh, yeah, he's Enzo, huge. Enzo, I could do without. Oh, I'd like them both. Uh, Honestly, I thought that there was money in an act where Enzo was the mouthpiece and, and Kaz was like the big monster. No, I, you're totally right. It's just my, my, you, my You're not really a big fan. Uh, yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. But So do you think that he that he did what he did that he was accused of? Or do you think that the that the evidence supported that he didn't do it? Um... Deep down, uh, like like obviously we're, we we don't know. Yeah. But that, that, that if, I, if I speculate, I I think there's foul play involved. That that that, uh, that some kind of that, foul that, play. Uh, maybe these two were making out, and she was like, uh, "You're Enzo. I don't I, I don't want I don't want your I don't want you in my body." And then he's like, oh, "Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you in my body." That's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love. Uh, I'm just saying, like, you know, what drives me nuts because people, people that listen to the audience probably doesn't know this, but everyone outside the listening audience who knows me and the rest of my friends, my friends who are, are wrestling fans, know I have the biggest crush on Liz Morgan. This Liv Morgan, you yeah, say Liz? I, I say always say that. Live. That I just can't get over it. That that. Well, anyway, she was young. Yeah, yeah. Young and stupid. I get yeah. It. Oh yeah, that's right. She was with him for a while. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we all got those head shaker ones. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we've all. But uh, but yeah, that that uh, if I, I if I had a guess, I I do think it was probably foul play. But they, you got acquitted, so who the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Did, yeah, police didn't press charges. Yeah. They, you know, the, 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 I guess the police said that the investigation was closed. Yeah. Once they realized that this chick and, was lying, or at least they had proof that she was lying. So and the thing is, like, like, like we mentioned before, like the wrong termination and stuff like that. Sounds like it should be a slam dunk case for wrong termination, right? That's what I would and, figure, and he never, right? He never pressed charges, yeah. so there's got to be something. I would have figured at the very least he would have been like, you know, what the f-? like? I mean, I know in interviews he said like, hey, like what the fuck? Like you fired me without even giving, you know, yeah. without even you know letting the thing play out here, and look what happened. You know, months later it turned out I was innocent. You know? I give credit for one thing too, by the way. We're talking about shooting interviews real quick. Like, 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 like during the pandemic, when I first got laid off first couple months, all I was watching because of no sports or whatever, I was watching old school, like 1983 Minnesota Viking games and student interviews, wrestling shoot interviews. Yeah. Ezra Momore, great A stuff when it comes to shoot interviews. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. I don't totally hate him, by the way. No. I just don't like him as a wrestler. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he's not the best wrestler by any means. Um. But yeah, slam slam dunk for sure. If he wanted to file a, a wrongful uh, termination, but that's what I mean. So, 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 so why doesn't he? I just think there's. I maybe, think maybe maybe he sees himself back with the company at some point. You know, I mean, but then I, he did that fucking stunning at that at that pay per view where, where where oh at the Garden the, yeah. the the New Japan Ring of Honor. No, 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 no. no. Oh, Survivor WWE. Series. Yeah, he did that yes. whole fucking. Thing. I forgot about that. Yes, where yeah. he dressed. He 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 bought a ticket and he snuck in and sat in the front row, and then he stood up in the middle of. It. Oh yes, I remember that now. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I think he got black. He blackballed himself for a little bit. I don't think that's good. You never really truly get blackballed. Come on now. I mean, that's true. If in, sees, in wrestling, you never. If Vince sees money in you, yeah, Vince, you never if, if you can make him twenty five dollars, yeah. If you can make Vince a buck, yeah. yeah. If, he, if 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 he's in the yeah, that if yeah, he if you, if you can make him a buck, he's he, he'll he'll keep you on. Um, all right, let's talk about another one here that definitely um, 
You mentioned it actually off air when we were talking. Uh, Nails. Yeah. In 1992, was fired by the WWF for assaulting Vince McMahon. So, so this was one of the first ones that really shocked me. That that uh, because because we all read the the wrestling magazines. So yep. Here it is, Undertaker nails on the front cover of the wrestling. The WWF magazine. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's just like. No, it's like whatever. He's and, nowhere to be found. And versus Jake Roberts or or Undertaker versus Jake Roberts or whatever. No, and they it, did Undertaker. I'm and, just um, saying an example. Yeah, they moved on. Yeah. And where the fuck is Nails? Yeah. I know. Yeah, that they beat the shit out of Vince. I the story I the story is that he beat the shit out of. Oh really? See, I didn't see. Oh, so so that whose story is that? I don't know. That's my brain. It's at least it's in my brain. So the the story I heard. Couple good ones in. The story I heard was was that he went to Vince because he was not happy with his SummerSlam pay. He wrestled Virgil. I mean, shit. I'd be pretty pissed too if I have to wrestle (laughs) fucking Virgil in front of eighty thousand people. But then again, you're wrestling in front of eighty thousand people. I don't know exactly what they paid him, but he was not happy with his SummerSlam pay. And he went to Vince, and they had an argument. And next thing you know, he put hands on Vince. And the story I heard was was that. Um, he slammed him up against the wall and had his hand around his throat, and not long after that, people came in okay. and broke it up. That's the story I've heard. I've already I mean, got a few, like a couple, couple. couple I don't know if him. he really got any shots in, from okay. what I've heard. The, uh, all I've heard we is that, that he'd probably press charges. They got mad. Things. They got mad, and then um, you know, they both got they both were you know not happy with each other, and he stood up and he slammed Vince up against the wall and grabbed him by the throat, and then. There was, like I said, it wasn't very long until yeah, someone showed up. That's probably the, the, the realistic story. That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And then, ironically enough, after that, he 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 testified um, at the steroid trial um, against Vince, claiming that Vince sexually assaulted him during that altercation. Oh, that he was fighting Vince because <laughs> Vince pulled his, pulled his wing-wang out and, you know, told him that there'd be no yeah. chance in hell he'd get a raise unless he, you know... Unless he serviced him, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that too. But yeah, that was that was a that was one of the more infamous firings. And the last we saw of the person who portrayed Nails, he was in WCW as the prisoner for like a hot second. Same yeah. gimmick, just different name. And uh, that was the last that I remember ever seeing of. Um, I believe his real name is Kevin Kelly, who wrestled in the AWA, which I was not aware of. He wrestled in the AWA with Medusa as his valet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, that was an interesting one. Here's another one that um, definitely would be a public relations nightmare in today's society. I'll just put it like that. Um, Alberto Del Rio was fired by the WWE in 2014 oh, for yeah. slapping an employee backstage at a show after that employee had made a racial remark towards him and he tried to get the employee to apologize to him forcing an apology the guy wouldn't apologize and therefore he knocked him around a little bit and the wwe fired him del rio yeah not long after or actually i think they sent him home that night and then fired him they did do we ever find out they fired the other guy they did fire the other guy eventually after they had to go through an, an internal investigation okay. but del rio claims that he was in catering and this guy um, made a reference to Del Rio um, being, you know, Mexican, that he should clean the plates and bust the tables uh, because there's because of the negative stereotype that Latin American folks 
do like you know like hard labored yeah. work you know whether yeah. they're you know landscapers or uh, dishwashers or bus boys etc there's always been that negative stereotype yeah. that that that's all that latin american folks are good for you know which i don't believe personally myself but um being in the restaurant business you know or used to be in the restaurant business i should say so del rio um was fired and i, I believe wwe publicly made a commented on it uh regarding um the fact that he had, you know, assaulted this employee, uh, like in in the in the the reason behind letting him go, I think that was one of the uh, the the things they mentioned in their press release. Um, but in today's world, what do you think? How big of a, how big of a, a backlash you feel we would experience if Del Rio were to get fired, and the facts came out that it was over him assaulting someone over a racial remark, and this guy it's didn't still get tricky, yeah. man. Like like. Like okay, so if you go down the street, right, and let's just say we have, everyone knows the worst one is the 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 hard R, right? Yeah. The hard R. So here, so here comes an African American gentleman walking down the street, and and whoever a, a guy a guy goes, hey, you are hard R, right? And he beats the shit out of him, puts him in the hospital, whatever. I beat the shit out of him, right? Yep. You still gotta get arrested for assault, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because so, so someone says. The the the, the un, un, a word that's totally should be unmentionable. Yeah. That that that, uh, that uh, you just can't you can't put your hands on people. Yeah. No, you can't. But at the same time, you know, not knowing all the facts, if this guy was goading him and giving him a hard time. You know what? Hey, fuck it. You deserve to get knocked on your ass a little bit if you're going to talk that way to people. You know, I'm not saying I condone violence towards people. You know, I've been in a few scraps in my day, but yeah. not many. But you know, there's been one of those scraps in particular. It was a guy that was just, no, it wasn't a guy, it was a kid. I was in high school. Kid just wouldn't shut up, just constant, nonstop, giving me a hard time about, you know, my last name. And at the time, I had a lot of acne on my face. So, you know, I was, you know, all the pimple jokes. And he just kept going and going and going. And finally, it was like, all right, I want this dude to shut the fuck up. So I'm going to make him. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I clocked him a few times. And that was the end of it. He kept his mouth shut, you know, for, you know, for, for a good while. But, um, yeah, it's that. That's a tricky one because I feel like, like you said, the assault. Like he beat this guy. I mean, I don't know how bad he beat this guy up, but they say that he he knocked him around a few times and gave him a few good shots and left some marks on this guy. Um, but imagine the the public relations nightmare that would be today, especially in today's world yeah. with the with the racial tensions that we're experiencing in our society. I mean, it's 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 very touch and go. Uh, but Del Rio would eventually be rehired like a year later. Um, actually not long after that, I want to say six months to a year maybe, and he'd work for WWE and then he eventually would leave because of creative differences. But, um, but yeah, um, that was, that was an interesting one because I would have, I, I didn't, I, I think the company, their hands were tied. It was like, well, we got to fire him because he roughed this guy up. Otherwise this guy's going to sue us. But at the same time, this guy also made these comments. So now they just fired both of them. They're yeah. like, wipe our hands clean of the situation. I think that's the best call. Yeah, that was, probably the, that was probably the most reasonable way to, yeah. to kind of end the relationship and terminate things just for the short term. Um, all right, I got a couple questions for you while we break this up a little bit. Um, give me some examples of wrestlers who should have been fired but were not. Oh, um, so one's Brock Lesnar, of course, as we talked about. How do you fire Kurt Henning? 
and now fire Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? That, 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 oh, the plane ride from hell yeah, incident. That 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 uh, that that, uh, that, 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 that of course that sets a double standard. You know, you're lower, you're higher. You know. You so think that you, you think that was the reason why? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. Absolutely, I do. That because um, I feel like they were just horsing around. The stories I've heard is that they were horsing around. Yeah, but but but, but the, it takes literally two Take, to tango. Two to tango, okay. And then, uh, so you, you think Brock should have been fired for that? If you're going, here's the thing: I don't think neither should have got fired. Correct. But but however, if you're going to fire one, you got to fire both. But I don't think Kurt Henning got fired for that though. I think the, I think he mutually agreed it was just time to go. Like, and then they realized like after the plane incident, like yeah, all right, you know maybe it is time. All to right. Go. That's just, just my take. It was hypo- okay, that's my take. Let's hypothetically say Kurt Hennig got fired because of the plane incident. Then, then, then Brock got- probably should have gotten fired too. Yeah. I agree, hundred percent. And how about how about fucking uh, uh, to talk? To, I don't know we already mentioned this, but how about fucking Ric Flair flashing his fucking money at, at yeah. a fucking flight attendant? Yeah. And then does they get fired? That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That happened today before he, before Vince could even say you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Be gone. Fired, yeah. You know? Yeah, the ink would have been dry on the termination notice, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah it wouldn't have been dry, I should say. J- Jeff Hardy, the TNA incident, out of... Uh, when, when, when he became... Well, the, 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 when the, when, the when he came out to that match yeah. with, with Sting and he was fucked up and they I'm had to do right like now, a one-minute match, yeah. He wouldn't even made it to the ring. I would have fired him, figured out something. I would have said, Kurt, you're doing double duty today. I'll extra pay, whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 uh that uh or whoever like, yeah like uh yeah jeff Hardy would have been fired on the spot for, for that uh uh that uh you know what the messed up part is, is that like so bischoff on his podcast has told the story about that yeah and that how like he kind of knew as hardy was making his way out that he was fucked up but he didn't realize it till the last minute so they literally had to call something on the fly and He's not. He wasn't the boss at the time. So Bischoff was helping produce the shows. He wasn't like the one booking. He didn't have any involvement in the creative, yeah. except for Hogan's creative. Okay, because he was like part of Hulk Hogan's deal in the contract. But Bischoff says that they went to Dixie about it, who was at the show. Dixie Carter, who was the owner of the company at the time, and she didn't know what to do. And that's when Bischoff kind of stepped in and took the role of. All right, I got to go out there and I got to fix this. I got to try and like tie up this loose end at the same time without this guy getting hurt. Yeah. You know, because he was he was extremely fucked up. I mean, I've seen the video and it's like he had no business. I don't understand how people didn't see how fucked up he was before he even went out there. And I've also heard in the same sentence that he disappeared for most of the day. So he was getting fucked up doing whatever yeah. he was doing. I think it was, al- was it tricky alcohol? Was it other drugs too? It might have been a mixture of both. I, I, I know it was mainly alcohol. You but yeah, it's, it's just, it's I agree. Bad. He should have gotten shit canned for that. Yeah. They shouldn't have given him a second chance. But at the same time though, and I only say this because, you know, I experienced some trouble with alcohol a number of years ago. Nine years, haven't touched the stuff. And I've made mistakes where I've wanted second chances too. You know, not to the point where I was going to lose my job, but like with friendships and things like that and even, you know, relationships. And so, but at the same time, he had gone through enough stuff. Like, all right. So for instance, that was 2011, 2009, he got arrested and busted for all those fucking illegal drugs in his house and had to serve jail time. Okay. I I believe, or yeah, he had to serve jail time 
Okay, so if he hadn't learned his lesson then, like maybe it would, maybe he should, you know what? I take that back. He should have gotten fired. Yeah. Learn your lesson. You sometimes you got to hit rock bottom. I hit my rock bottom. I woke up in a hospital not knowing how the fuck I got there after I totaled my car into a telephone pole. Lucky to be alive to this day. Grateful every day that I still breathe the same air as everybody else. You know? And yeah, that dude should have been fired. Straight up. Should have been fired. Maybe he should have had his rock bottom moment. They should have just said, you know what? We got to cut ties with you. Once you're clean and sober, we'll give you a call back. So that's how I feel about that. Anybody else you felt like that that should have been fired that was not in uh, wrestling history? Any instances where you were just like... I know two that come to mind that we've talked about in recent memory. I'm trying to think of like... A, I know two of that you and I have talked about in recent memory. All right, I'm more intrigued. To, all right, it, yeah. Velveteen Dream and Jordan Devlin. Of course. Over the whole sexual speaking out movement from last summer. Is Velveteen Dream still on the paper? I know he's off TV. He's still in the company. And Devlin worked the takeover against Escobar. I just can't get it over. All right, so why do you... So so let's put it this way, right? So these two individuals have been... Velveteen Dream's been accused of... Um, having inter- interaction with with someone with a minor yep. through 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 text messaging, yep. and Jordan Devlin apparently has assaulted, physically assaulted, yep. his girlfriend on a number of occasions. So nothing has been brought up by by legal standards when it comes to either case, okay, that we know of. So, with that being said, tell me why you think both those guys should be fired. Okay, so start with start with one of them, and we'll move on. All right, I start with, I start with the easier one, I guess. You know, that's Velatine Dream. That that uh, because I believe, to, as far as my, my knowledge is, those text messages that's hard evidence. That, that, that it's, it's a person going going. Whose number is that? So did he show anything in the text man? I don't remember. Did he like take pictures of himself naked and send it to this yeah, to this said, boy? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it showed it showed a slong and like other stuff and like slong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just don't get. I think it's slong for. I, uh, other, there you go. But, but you know. Then, uh, still, <laughs> I love you. You can just throw my uh, speech pen out of the. Place. No, I don't get. I don't give that, a fuck. Uh, <laughs> that uh, but um. I'm just breaking your balls. That um. Well, yeah, that, that, uh, the text messages, uh, uh, show, sending yeah, pictures. Yeah, that, uh, hey, what are you doing tonight? That sort of thing. and, and Conversation and, and, appears like he's trying to head in that direction yes. of like sexual, yes, yeah, of a, of a that, sexual he, encounter. He should be on that, uh, that what was it, NBC pre- show, that, that, Catch a Predator? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like... You want to hear a story about that? Yeah, I do. All right, I'm going to tell you. I fucking you, love that show. All right, listen to this. And it's involving wrestling, okay? This is how fucked up it is, right? So... All those shoot interviews you used to watch, you remember RF video? RF video. No, no, okay, you've probably seen that. a bunch of them, right? Okay. All the shoot interviews you watch from RF video, right? So the guy that owns RF video, his name is Rob Feinstein. Rob Feinstein helped launch Ring of Honor in 2002. Rob Feinstein used to work for ECW behind the scenes. He did a lot of their video work, as well as he started his own shoot interview business off of that. Rob Feinstein also played the role of, you remember, and you're a big ECW fan, the Blue World Order. 
Yeah, Do you remember yeah. when they did the NWO spoof and they had the guy that was dressed up like six with the camera? I think so, yeah. He had like the glasses and he had the little camera like portraying six from the NWO. I think so. Feinstein played that role. If you ever watch the barely, barely legal pay-per-view, you'll see okay. a guy with like a leather jacket, blue t-shirt. He's got the big fucking black curly wig with the yeah. bandana, right? And he, he's pretending to be six from the yeah, NWO. I remember, oh, it wasn't Al Snow. It was us. Stevie Richards, Stevie Richards, uh, uh, Blue Meanie, and Nova. Yeah, yeah those, those were like the three. Yeah, yeah, three main guys. Yeah. They had little characters. They had a. They had one guy play Rodman once, yeah. like as a joke, haha. So, anyways, so this guy Rob Feinstein apparently, allegedly, actually, there's proof of it because it was on one of those to catch a predator type shows. He, want that fucking show. he allegedly sent messages to an, a minor. About coming, about meeting up for a sexual encounter. And he was caught on that show. Okay. That was the main reason why he had to leave Ring of Honor. Okay. Now, Feinstein claims that he didn't know the kid's age. He knew it was a boy because he's an open, he's, he's, he's openly gay. Yeah. He knew it was a, a male, I should say. But he claims he didn't that he didn't know that the male was a minor. But the messages kind of show that he kind of had an idea. Yeah. It's not blatant, but if you read some of those messages, it could implicate him that he knew that this person was a minor. Okay. So you can Google that shit. And all of you out there listening, you can Google too. And now, and now, mind you. I don't want this to come across like I am slandering him for whatever reason. Okay, I've only met Rob. I've only met Rob once. Okay, I was when I was podcasting with Ken Reedy on the Ken Reedy Show. We went to an indie show in Jersey during WrestleMania weekend a number of years ago, and a friend of Ken's was working the table at Rob's table. Rob had Carlito there. I met Carlito. I was bullshitting with Rob for a few minutes just to kind of get to know him. Tried having him on the show at one point, but he kind of big leagued us. And I'm not saying that because of all those reasons. I'm legit saying that, like, these are all allegations. This is stuff that's out there. Okay? But he still manages to be able to work in the wrestling business on these shoot interviews. I mean, granted, it's his own company. He's not involved in a wrestling company. Okay? He's around kids at these shows. I don't really know if he's even a registered sex offender in the state of Pennsylvania because he lives in Philadelphia or outside the Philadelphia area. So, um, but yeah, you can Google Rob Feinstein, like to catch a predator, or Rob Feinstein RF video, and you might find information. But there was an episode of that shit where he was on there and he got caught because he was having a conversation with a minor through like either text message yeah. or computer, well, one show. of the two. If people are not familiar with the show, like, yeah, that, that, um, that uh, so like, NBC would have like pretend like, like people undercover, kid, yeah, they're a kid that get catch these pedophiles. They come to a house. The kid opens the door. Yeah, uh, the, the kid the kid puts the adult uh, like a, like a, on a couch or something, right? Yeah, and then goes, oh, I gotta wash up. When they come back, here comes um, oh, who who's who's the the host of Catch a Predator? Famous guy. I can't believe I, I can't don't forget. Know. But anyway, the host comes back out and goes. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and and then like, the guy runs yeah, or it's yeah. like, yeah. And, I, and the police are, of course, outside at this point. Yeah. The, 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 the police are around the house. And yeah. They run. And they get and him, then, yeah. Anyway, I've seen a few if times. You, if, you, if you are to catch a predator, 
You, that, 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 yes, you are a fucking slime. Boy. Yeah, but I know that like it like I think like the video. I think he might have pers- pursued legal action regarding it, and because I've always tried to look for it on Google, and you can or even you know, on YouTube, and okay. you can't find it. You can't find that particular episode. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean he's still involved actively in the wrestling business. You know, selling a lot of wrestling merchandise, autograph stuff. Um, you know. At, at conventions with his, you know, with his table, with all his merchandise, does the shoot interviews, etc. So, um, yeah, I, Rob Feinstein, if you're ever looking him up. And like I said, this is all, it's out there. It's, I'm not slandering him. I don't want this to come across like I'm slandering him. Uh, so, you know, these are just things that, I, things that I've heard. Whether they're true or not, I'm not sure. But if you want to look him up, that's that's one interesting one here. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next one here. Um this is a this is a pretty fun one. Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, another infamous moment. Yep. Nineteen eighty-seven. They really get fired. They got hired. They got rehired pretty quick. No, they got fired. I mean, like, I mean, like, how are, how long were they actually out of the job? Um. All right. So, all right. So, Iron Sheik and, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in nineteen eighty-seven were involved in a rivalry on television. This was when kayfabe was alive and well. This yeah. is when like. You didn't travel with the the bad guys and the good guys. Never traveled with each other. There were separate dressing rooms. They went to separate hotels. There were separate planes, etc. So anyhow, the story I've heard from du- through through Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Actually, I had this conversation with him once when I met him. Was that um, Sheik didn't have anybody to ride with. Duggan wanted to split rental car and hotel, etc. Sheik and him agreed to split it. They split the they split the the cost of the car. They're gonna go to the next town. And they get pulled over for speeding. Duggan's got a joint in the ashtray of the car. And then they, they search the car. They find cocaine in Sheik's bag. And then they, they end up there. They get arrested. They miss the show that night. And then a couple of days later, Vince fires him. Vince fired, Vince fired Duggan. And then he fired Sheik, but he drug tested Sheik. And this is a great story. You ever heard this story? Yeah. So, he drug tests Iron Sheik, and he says, uh, he says, uh, Sheik, uh, drug test came back, and uh, you tested positive for cocaine. He's like, oh, yes, good, positive, very, very good. Like, he yeah. thought it was, like, good news. Like, yeah. I think, like, the language barrier. He's like, no, Sheik, you tested positive for drugs, like cocaine. Oh, oh, beautiful, yes, yes, beautiful, very good, very good. He's like, no, you don't understand. Like, we're gonna have to fire you because you've been you've tested positive for cocaine in your system. He goes, oh, what do you mean you fired me? Well, you don't know fire Iron Cheek. No, Bubba, you you what what are you talking about? I you know did you did you test the the Don Morocco? Did you test Jacob the Snake? What about the JVD? You test him too? And Vince is like, no, why? And he's like, because they all have the cocaine in their system too. Like he fucking snooge everybody out, which is great. He's like, oh yes, good Vince, positive is good. Like he didn't understand, yeah. I think, with the language barrier. And then Vince called Duggan, and Duggan was freaking out because Duggan's father was the chief of police for fucking Glen Falls, New York. Oh no shit. Yeah. So Duggan was like, so did, he was like, great. It's gonna. It made the newspapers. It was on like the yeah. New York Post. Two fake wrestlers busted. Like you know it. it really hurt kayfabe for a while and so i believe if i'm not mistaken i believe Sheik signed with wcw yeah he did he signed with wcw and they hardly used him 
And that's a whole other story in and of itself. Actually, yeah, Jim, Cor- uh, Jim Cornette. Podcast. Jim Cornette tells that about yeah. a story about that, right? Yeah. How like they let his contract roll over yeah. and they had to fucking pay him another year or two for yeah. like two hundred grand. So he basically got fucking free money to hardly do anything. Yeah, and then Duggan, in his the story I heard from Duggan was that um, Jake the Snake told him, you know, hey, just lay low for a little bit. He goes, I. He goes, I'm pretty confident they're going to call you back. You just got to lay low for a little bit. So I think Duggan might have done some indies. Because he was like, shit, I got to go try and get my job back. Maybe I'll go work for fucking, you know, go go to Texas. Or I'll go work for Bill Watts or whatever. And uh, and that was when um, he got the call back. Like, I want to say maybe six months later. Yeah. Probably got a call back like six months later. And he was hired back. And Sheik, they didn't bring him back. Because he was with WCW, so he had signed a long-term deal. He was locked into that contract. But tell me, give me your thoughts on that on that story. It's a pretty and, funny story. Yeah. And then, how did Fire just based on kayfabe? Because here's all these other guys, right? You, you, you know, um, you know, living their character, yeah, yeah, their character, and following like the rules. Yeah. yeah that, that, uh, and, and these fucking assholes, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> At least don't fucking have a joint in your fucking car, right? Yeah. A rental. In the ashtray, sitting in the ashtray. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah mean, those guys had to go. They do. Yeah, that was that was that was justified. Um, all right, let's move on here. Um, one incident that I thought was that led to a firing that I thought was pretty pretty silly. It's kind of fucked up. Was when Daniel Bryan got fired in 2010 for choking Justin Roberts with the tie when they did that Nexus invasion on John Cena. You, so, so you remember that? This is one I can't. Yeah, of course. Okay. This is one I can't uh, wrap my head around. Okay. Like, was it just? Do you think Justin Roberts went to Vince and be like this motherfucker? No. No. Like. Uh, what was they there? Were, they, was there a ban on choking? Like, like, like. So they. So, so I got a question for you. Okay. So it's gonna uh, maybe this guy made his list, maybe maybe didn't. But Muhammad, Muhammad Hassan, he didn't make this list. Uh, no. th- 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 so 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 he, I don't know if he necessarily got fired, but they let him go, of course, because after the uh, the, the, the incident the, the, with Undertaker, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the London bombings yeah. that happened the same day, yeah. Because maybe after that incident, they're like they're like, hey, they, they, I think they were trying to repackage him. Into something else, and I think it was a. Uh, the story I've heard was it was a combination of they didn't have anything for him, yeah. and I think also too he wanted to be an actor. He didn't want he wasn't one hundred percent in love with wrestling, yeah. and it just happened to be the timing of how everything happened. So I don't think he was fired, but I know that they wrote his character off after that incident with Undertaker. Yeah, because, because they choked him. Yeah, because but it was it wasn't necessarily because of the choke. It was because that that segment aired the same day as the, the terror London bomb, the yeah. london bombings yeah. and that show was taped two days ahead of time so they didn't have enough time in the can to edit that out and do any of that other stuff or take that segment yeah. off so then that's when they just were like Phew. you know they, but i'm just thinking maybe after that incident that uh there was like um it, it, that um maybe, maybe they didn't train maybe the, the choking that, thing yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah i could see that um the story i've heard was um they had a, they just got a sponsorship deal with Mattel for the toys, and they were really heavy in the PG. Yeah, and I mean that looked Mattel real. and Mattel was not happy with what okay, happened. But at the same time, though, I I'm not sure I buy all that. 
Did I get Jesse Rogers? Because he got fired like the next day. Yeah. So either someone at the toy company watched this and was like, whoa, wait a minute, and gave them a call, or they got scared they were going to lose their endorsement with Mattel because it was a huge television, it was a huge toy deal that's still going on to this day. Um, and they decided to pull the plug on it. But it was always implied that when they fired him, that we're going to try and bring you back. But we just need to let the we need yeah. to let this die down for a little bit, and it didn't last long. It was only two months, and he was he back at SummerSlam. But um, you're right; it did look pretty real. Jensen Roberts did a good job. Yeah, I mean the camera was like up in his yeah. face when they showed Brian choking him with the tie, and they had his. I mean they made that they made that look as real as possible, you know. But did, should he have gotten fired over it? But here's the thing, too: you got to figure the so 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 especially because Justin Roberts got involved. You're telling me a booker and like all these other people they didn't know that he was going to do that before. He no, did it. people knew. I just think like they realized the way it was presented, and the but way you, it came across, right the that they were just bad. like, "Whoa!" Like they, the, yeah, in their heads it was like, "Oh, this is no big deal. This is wrestling." But to them, when they saw it after it happened, they were like, "Oh, wait a minute!" Like this, maybe we didn't expect it to turn out like this. Yeah, you know. But then I go back to this. It's wrestling. Wrestling is portrayed portrayed as, you know, a violent sport yeah. on television. It the, the narrative is is that it's a violent sport. They got guys throwing each other through tables, hitting each other with chairs off the top of this cage, off the top of this balcony. You know, what was so bad about that? You know, it's wrestling. Yeah. You know. I, I, you 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 emulate someone getting kicked and punched and slammed. I think also too, you know, it played a part in that, the Benoit deal, because Benoit the choked his kid out. But here's the thing, and his that. wife. I know, I know, it was a few years later, but 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 the one the one thing at WrestleMania that that uh, I'm talking about, uh, Edge versus um, Randy Orton at the at the not, not this of course the the, the WrestleMania two years ago. When they did the the workout machine and they're fucking strangling each other. Oh yeah, yeah, the performance that's center. Fucking, yeah, I, that just, I remember you brought that up in the text message. I was like, yeah, that's. And a to little... my credit, that, that took I me think it's Mississippi. I, uh, I texted you guys like that's fucked up, guys. Yeah, I I remember I remember you talking about that. I do remember you talking about that. Um, so do you think this firing was justified? That Daniel Bryan should have gotten fired Absolutely for that? Absolutely not. No yeah. Way. Okay. No way. But Granny, like you said, it was a political thing. It was yeah. back in two months. Yeah, two months' time, yeah. Um, and I, I think, too, it also kind of helped in the story, in his, in Daniel Bryan's story of all the issues that he's had with moving up the ladder within it's management. So funny with Daniel Bryan, everything that should, like, bury somebody worked out in his advantage. Uh, yeah. And, and losing a WrestleMania in record time, that, 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 uh, that should have been it for him. Yeah. That, 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 but, but that was like the People start still got behind thing. him. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was the beginning of it, yeah. Um, and even I, they've even mentioned the firing before that, like, you know, he was fired. Like, they kind of include that in his story of, like, coming up from underneath. But, yeah, he definitely shouldn't have gotten fired for that. I'm like, it's wrestling. Like, you, you, yeah, that was... you depict violence on a weekly basis. This one thing is so much more different yeah. than the other. Like, come on. They do... they. They have sleeper holds, and that's technically a choke hold. Like, yeah, come on, yeah. you know? Like, give me a break. But I think it was because of the Benoit thing and the toy sponsors yeah. and all that nonsense. Um, here's one firing that was a public firing that was done out of 
is like a is like a fuck you. And I'm referring to when Vince McMahon, the night that he had announced that WWF had purchased WCW, and he publicly fired Jeff Jarrett on TV. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it was on Raw. So it was on the Raw portion, not the Nitro on the simulcast, where he started naming off guys, and he was like... Oh, the fans, right? No, no, not that part. It was like a backstage segment, and he was like, how do you spell double J? Double G, double O, double N, double E, God. And do you know what that stems from? Do you know the reason why he did that? No. So... We kind of talked about it earlier. I don't know if we talked about it on air before we recorded. Um, but when Jarrett worked China and they had that good housekeeping match right. with like all the fucking the, 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 the yeah. ironing boards and the fucking microwaves and all of this stuff, right? The flour and the egg batter. Yeah, and he got the deal to the water, didn't he? Yeah. So he held. So, all right. So his contract was running out and Jim Ross didn't renew his deal. And Jarrett had kind of wanted out because he was, he claims he was promised to push against Steve Austin. Steve Austin didn't want to work with him because they had heat from something Jarrett said in a promo. Deborah, right? Uh, uh, no, nothing to, nothing to do with Deborah. Okay. Um, he, had, he had heat for something that he had, Jarrett said in a promo about Austin regarding Austin 316. Austin felt like it was going to fuck up his t shirt sales. They had issues, et cetera. So Austin didn't want to work with Jarrett because I guess Jarrett, they were going to push Jarrett in the main event. And Austin was like, I'm not working with him. So, JR, head of talent relations at the time, deals with all the contracts, re-signs, signs new guys, etc. Apparently, Jarrett's contract was running out. He did not re-sign a deal. It was apparent he was going to go to WCW. So his contract ran out the night before this match with China. Okay? So he technically didn't have to be present for the match he didn't have to appear he was the intercontinental champion they had to get the belt off him because they wanted to put it on china because that's where the story was headed it was gone anyway so So, most expected you know jr admits i dropped the ball i should have had him signed to a deal or i should have signed him to shut up siri again this bitch uh it's my apple watch um jarrett signs this deal or everyone thinks jr should have signed him to this deal for a one night thing so Jarrett says, and because there was tensions between him and JR, Jarrett holds Vince and JR up for more money and says, I want $300,000 cash delivered to me tonight so that I can get all of my money that's owed to me for pay-per-view payoffs, licensing, merchandise, etc. Right? Because the way that those worked, and I, it's probably still that way to this day, like you work an event, like a, you get your base pay, but yeah. then like you work like a WrestleMania or whatever, you get that payoff later. Same thing with your royalties, your merchandise, and all of this stuff. So, Jarrett wanted that money, and he wanted it up front. And he wanted it in cash. Well, in 1999, banks weren't open like they were, you know, and you couldn't just walk out with three hundred thousand dollars. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they had to somehow. They somehow had to figure a way to get Jarrett his money and give it to him because Jarrett said, if you don't give me my money, I'm not doing this match. Yeah. So that's what led to that. You know what I would have done if I was Vince? I would have hired a, a garbage truck filled with fucking pennies and, and just dump right in the fucking driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I like that idea. 
I like that idea. That's hilarious. $300,000 $300, in pennies. <laughs> exactly what I would have done. Fuck I like that you. idea. I'm down with that one. So, But that's also not the first time that Jarrett had burned them. In 95, he left the company without any notice after he lost the belt to Shawn Michaels. All right? Burned them pretty good there, too. Okay? So he's got a history of fucking doing some shady business yeah. with them. So I th- that was a long time coming. But, yeah, Vince came out on TV a couple, you know, on that, on that, 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 the last night of Nitro and basically said that Jeff Jarrett will, will not be a part of the WWF moving forward and made that very clear. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think Jarrett's told the story that he, he left that Nitro early and didn't participate in the show because he knew they weren't going to do anything with him. Yeah. And he just knew it was, he, he knew where he stood. So, um, that's that. Double J, part two. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, the, well, granted, would you actually consider that a firing? Like, or so... I, I see it more as, like, a fucking slap in the face. It wasn't like yeah. he was under contract with them, but, like, that's probably one of the more infamous public firings, so to speak. Yeah. Like, letting it be known there's no room for you here, you know, after we buy out your company, sort of thing. So... Um, I think it's kind of shitty that he did it publicly, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Um, two more and we're out. Six from WCW would eventually become X-Pac in the WWF. He was fired via FedEx by Eric Bischoff. No, I never knew that he got fired. You never knew that? No. I okay. Thought, I, thought he, I thought he just either got resigned or whatever. I, what, what was his... Um, what, he just got fired? Just, just he was injured. Whatever? So I guess he hurt his neck. Um, in an angle with Larry Zbysko and Lex Luger as a part of the NWO. And he was out of action for a while. And um, Bischoff had let him go because he was no longer able to wrestle. Or he wasn't able to wrestle at that time. So he started trimming the fat. A lot of people think that Bischoff did that as a kind of a fuck you to Hall and Nash. Because he was having some issues with them too. But as we know, he would fire him. And then, you you don't remember the promo when X-Pac debuted on Raw when Triple H reformed DX and put that new DX together and he talked about how Bischoff fired him via FedEx? I kind of do remember. Okay. Like yeah. Thing. Yeah, that was a big yeah. one. That, 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 was, that was a pretty big one because then that was also too, like, that was another moment in, like, the Monday Night Wars that was very pivotal because he came back the day after WrestleMania and... You know, Shawn Michaels had left, and they needed to fill that spot. And he, him, him and Hunter were, you know, friends in the clique, behind the yeah. scenes, etc. Um, here's one that's probably and this is the last one here. Um, this one's probably this one would probably sting the most. I think most people would 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 really f- be upset about this one when WWE fired Matt Hardy after the uh, the the incident with. Um, his girlfriend Lita cheating on him with Edge. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, the, the uh, I think the that was in two thousand five. Well, granted, how did it, like so? He obviously didn't do it so. He kind of did do it publicly, didn't he? Where he announced like she was cheating on me and stuff. Yeah, like that, that uh, he found her phone, so he was having suspicions that she wa- that she just wasn't. He got right, hurt. That she wasn't right. Yeah, she was hurt. He was hurt. And they were both injured, and one night he got up in the middle of the night, and um, 
he grabbed he grabbed his phone he grabbed her phone on the kitchen counter and saw that there was voicemails and missed calls um, from Edge. So he listened to the voicemails and pretty much it was you know him professing his love to her. And so he had the voicemails forwarded to um, to Shane Helms's phone so he could so he could have the proof yeah. before she erased them. And then he called her out on it and he kicked her out. And then, um, you know, he, Edge, Edge tried to, you know, hey, man, you know, my bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, fuck you, et cetera. And then at one point, I believe, um, I believe Edge's tires were slashed. The story I heard was that his tires were slashed in the parking lot at an event. And so he felt like it was Matt. But Matt had brought it out publicly that he didn't have anything to do with that. But yes, Edge, Edge, fucking Edge. You know, my best friend took my girl from me. My girl cheated on me with one of my best friends, etc. He made that public on his website because he had like a website at the time, and then he just continued to talk about it and trash them. And then, of course, that's where it affects WWF programming, where they're both over. They're both over huge. Yeah, they you know, so it became a big issue there, and the crowd was you know. Lead as a slut, you screwed Matt, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah and then they fire him. But he was hired not long after that. So, but the thing is greasy. Talk, talk to me about that. So the bit. whole thing is fucking greasy. It's all hell. That um, Matt gets injured. Yep. And um, whatever. And so and then Edge and Lita started banging each other. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. I'm always a big believer in like you got to cheat on someone. Just let him go, man. Yeah. It's not right, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. That, uh, well, however, that uh, if WWE approached Matt and goes, "Look, we know what happened. It sucks, but don't make this public." You know what I mean? Yeah. That that uh, and then he went public. I think they even did that at one point. I think he even said in the shooter interview once that that they told him like, "Hey, can you kind of back off?" And he was like, "Nah, fuck that." Yeah, I have to let him go. Yeah. Because because Lita and Edge they were making money and stuff, and but then they realized they could make money with this angle with Matt too, and that's yeah, why they brought him back. Life. Yeah, that was one of the best wrestle rivalries of all time. If you ask me. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I was kind of it was short too. It was too short lived. Yeah, me. I agree. And, uh, and I don't think it was fifty fifty booking. I think didn't Edge win like all of them? Pretty much, yeah. I think Edge. I, I would have gone. I would have. I think I think Matt Hardy won okay. one, but Edge won the the majority of the matches. They were they were out to make Edge the star. They yeah. were they didn't have any plans to do anything with Hardy in the singles role like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was pretty messed up. So uh, that about does it with our list here. One more question I got for you, Dennis: uh, What wrestlers in wrestling history were fired that shouldn't have been fired that you feel shouldn't have gotten their pink slip for whatever reason? Well, I mentioned uh, the trainer in there, the Sarah Stock. Yeah. That. Uh, um. Um, the Good Brothers, I guess. Yeah. That, uh, um, I'm just trying to think of an incident where it's like, where it's like, wait a minute, no, that guy should have kept a job. I don't know, really. Um, oh, Titus O'Neil, how about that? Or, I know that was more a suspension, where he touches, uh, Vince. Oh, uh, yes, uh, yes. That, that was, come that on, That was what, Vince. during the Daniel Bryan retirement yeah. or whatever, when they all came out and Curtin called him, and then he... I mean, it made no sense. He Why grabbed would... Vince, and Vince fucking suspended him. Yeah, that was dumb. But yeah. now he got the Warrior Award, and yeah. 
He's a he's a public he's he's part of their PR department. He doesn't even wrestle anymore. They don't even announce him as a superstar. Yeah, I still can't believe global that, ambassador. I still can't call. believe that Titus World Slide didn't 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 go over the way. They yeah, they could have they could have shockmastered that and made yeah. some money off of that shit. That's for sure. Uh, well, once again, thank you as a always. Pleasure, yeah. You know, this was a lot of fun uh, talking about some of the more infamous firings in wrestling history. Part two next week. WrestleMania Backlash comes to kicking out at two as we watch the very first main event of the very first Backlash pay-per-view event that was also a WrestleMania main event. Here, see, see how I tied that in there? Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock for the WWF Championship from the inaugural Backlash pay-per-view in 1999. We're going to watch that back with all of you on Peacock, so hopefully you join us. And with that being said, I think it's officially about that time that we put the show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.